Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 Podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Legion 99 Podcast. I am Nick, and I'm here this week with Rich, or Rich O'Brien, Codec, if you know him on the Discord, um, and uh, of and Keegan's not here. But I did. Uh, we did rope Mike in last minute. You can't see him because uh, his <laughs> webcam broke, like literally ten minutes ago. But he's yes. here. You can hear him. His uh, beautiful voice. We got yeah, him. Back. People would rather listen to me than see me anyway. So it's a good two for one. Oh no, <laughs> Mr. Right. over here. Um, we are. We were. We were all at Nova Open last week, uh, and we we're going to talk about it. Keegan couldn't make it this week. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully I don't, I don't break everything. Um, I'm not usually left in charge. Uh, <laughs> Luckily I used to do all of the editing and recording beforehand. So we do have oh, a capable pair of hands here. That's definitely not why you're here. What? <laughs> Crazy. Well, uh, before we get into that, uh, we are part of the fifth trooper network. So, uh, check us out on Patreon. Help us out. Uh, a lot of good content, even more content if you join the Patreon. We got a cool Discord, uh, cool discounts for Patreon members, for six up supply, and all that great stuff. But uh, yeah, we're here. Um, we're mostly going to talk about Nova. There are a couple other little things we'll get to before that. And then uh, I think. Small, small things. Small things. Small things. Uh, but uh, I guess like the first thing we should. Not mentioned the websites here. The new the prince that was promised has finally arrived, <laughs> and it's it's actually really it's actually pretty nice. Uh, uh, I'm happy that uh, it you know it's here and uh, it's a lot easier to navigate. Uh, you guys, what do you think? I'm a fingers I'm a crossed, fan. first order. I'm a fan. Uh, um, it's great. You know, it actually looks like if you would go to a GW page and you open their website and you can browse their products and see pictures of it and see the cards. So, you know, it makes AMG look a lot more professional. And uh, I'm here for that. Uh, I definitely like having a spot where we know communications are going to be and product to be viewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's good. I always had a lot of trouble finding like the trans, the previous transmissions when I wanted to like, click on them like while we're recording so I can go back and make sure I'm not like remembering things incorrectly. Uh, so that's great. Also like the product page, uh, when it first launched, there's like a tab with like factions and there was like, I think there was a first order faction listed and also a scum and villainy faction, but we're all pretty sure that those were just copy paste errors. Yeah. You're crossing your fingers there, but like, I mean, I'm pretty sure those were copy paste errors. Like so random, but yeah. I remember we used to get uh, stuff from FFG, hey, preview shall not be named. And those were how we got previews from the drops from Asmodee and everywhere else. So it kind of felt a little bit old school. I liked it. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd be okay. It'd be cool to see like a first order faction, I guess. But uh, uh, this game needs more red saves. I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Oh, God. Get out of here. Uh, I do like that like when you click on products it actually shows you like the cards that are in the pack like it shows images of like the unique cards and stuff that's really cool that's yeah. like a nice touch. especially like now that, like, sorry I was saying, especially now that the cards don't come with every single yeah. unit um, if you do need to be a little bit more selective with your purchasing to find the upgrade cards it's nice that you know exactly what's coming with the package for sure I also like that they put the instructions on how to assemble them in the uh, links for the articles as well. That was a real nice touch. Yep. I'm sure it helps my builder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, great. Uh, it, it's a great start. Uh, I'm very excited as they keep adding stuff. Hopefully, you know, in the next coming weeks, we get some like, you know, they add some like Genosians on there and some Inquisitors Ooh. and some Bad Batch. I'm all about that. Because, uh, you know, Mini Stravaganza is next weekend. But, that uh, kind of sounds like a leading comment. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think we mentioned it two weeks ago, but like we actually got the full schedule for mini extravaganza. Um, let me see if I can very easily find the mini extravaganza program schedule transmission. There it is. It's right there. I found it so easily. So we didn't have this schedule when we recorded two weeks ago. I'm sure everybody knows the whole schedule, but like there are quite a few Legion uh, Legion topics each day, which is excellent. Uh, uh, there's, you know, a lot of Shatterpoint, a lot of MCP, but there's also a lot of Legion. It actually is almost like pretty even uh, as far as like each day. There's like paying attention to your X-Wing. Feels bad if you're X-Wing. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels bad that you're playing X-Wing, so. Oh, <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, there's also uh, the very last, like one of the very last things, uh, each one of these each day, because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, they have like a roadmap for MCP on Thursday. They have a roadmap for Shatterpoint on Friday and then on Thursday at 9 a.m. And uh, this would be Pacific. So um, these are all Pacific times. Um, it has the Legion roadmap. So that is the one that I'm definitely going to be probably glued to. Um, maybe who knows? I don't, I'll probably forget, but, and then I'll just go back and watch it later. Um, but it definitely seems that there's like painting, uh, or it's called battle color. So I assume it's a paint stream each day. And like, you know, it says the Republic's finest, uh, and then there's, uh, empire's elite. Gotta imagine that's like the inquisitors, and then the hives of Geonosis, so uh, you know a whole lot. There's also War Table Spec Ops, so maybe they'll find, maybe they'll release the full rules uh, only two weeks past Nova Open. Oh, shout out to Evan Bullris, the uh, Nova Open uh, Spec best, Ops champ. Best there ever was at Spec Ops. Best, best Spec Ops player in the in the country right now, baby. <laughs> Love if you, I remember buddy. correctly, he was the only one that showed up, right? Yes. yes. Okay. That is, he <laughs> that's how you win, though. He just scared everybody away. They were just afraid of him. We were all frightened of his power. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. Uh, but that's exciting. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, I'm real excited. Um, it feels it feels like it feels bad if you're like an X-Wing player because like there's nothing there. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, since we're here, do we want to just hit that brief segment instead of coming back to it after Nova? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I think um, if I remember correctly, you and Keegan had talked already a couple weeks ago about what you were expecting for it. Um, yeah. But uh, Rich and I were not there for that. So <laughs> if we wanted to, to briefly hit, uh, I'm pretty interested to see how the roadmap turns out. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. kind of hoping that it's the usual convention dump of like, hey, here's the next six to seven expansions. Um, I, I might be unpopular. I like the fact that we get these large dumps and then they kind of space out the info. Because it gives us an idea of like yeah. potential combos down the line without spoiling it too early. Um, part of the roadmap, I think they said that there's an interview with the devs about like battle forces and such. Uh, I'm curious to see what they say because that's the same topic that we had in our interview like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that we get some new information about like their goals and directions for the battle right. forces, um, and that it's not the same thing that they talked about here in on Blasters. Yeah. Um, but um, we've been kind of content starved for a while in terms yes. of spoilers, and I really hope that we just get overly dumped here going into the Christmas season. Yeah, I'd love to like I'd love for them to like, hey, this is what you're going to see the rest of the year, because like we are now there's only four months left of the year, as wild as that sounds. Um, but yeah, it'd really be great to know, like what else is coming this year it would be a real bummer if he walks to the last thing because like basically like we've been we usually the pre-orders go up on asmodee before and that's when we find out release dates that's been the Mm -hmm. trend the last like six months or so like asajj was leaked because of a pre-order like we didn't actually have any details on her until her pre-order leaked um and then, like, the Ewoks, we didn't know when Ewoks were coming until they popped up on the Asmodee site for pre-order. Um, and then we knew. So it's, like, kind of – I'm kind of – I've kind of been, like, hoping and waiting that, like, something would just drop on the website so that, like, we would at least know, like – because it's usually about two months before. So, like, yeah, right now – what was that? It'd be a real bummer if the last thing we got was Ewoks and then yeah. nothing until next year. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping that we get back to some of that more consistent one releases. One a month. Yeah. One a month was great. Maybe uh, one every two months is is more reasonable. Um, yeah, I feel like that's probably super reasonable, um, and that's better than like that. Plus the print and play battle force stuff. Like mixing that in is like you know that's enough content to keep us like busy for a while at least. Uh, it's hard to like it's really tough right now to like to like is like somebody like I'm trying to grow my local community. It's really tough because like there just like hasn't been any releases. So like people are and like Shatterpoint gets like a couple things every month, which is like, you know, that was the MCP roadmap too. So like we know eventually that will slow down probably in about a year. Like it will probably slow down, but and then we'll probably start seeing a, a balance of like Legion Shatterpoint MCP stuff. Uh, hopefully. Um, it just feels bad if you're not an empire player right now, uh, because for the most part, they're the only ones that got useful units in the form of the dark troopers, uh, Tempest being reborn into being able to play some ATSTs. Um, five times scouts. Five times I mean, with bikes. Right. right. There was, yeah. It's, it's like, I, I feel most bad, honestly. I think, like, Separatists have gotten, like, the shortest end of the stick here. <laughs> I was a, just about to sure. say that. Because, like, I'm a, 
I'm a droid right. player, yeah. and the only thing we've gotten in the last 12 months is Asajj. Yeah. And she doesn't do anything new for the faction that we didn't already have in Maul. So I'd very much just like right. to... And I'm sure we're going to get something with Geonosians. I'll be shocked if they don't have some sort of play. But I would, oh, like yeah. To get, yeah. I would love to get some confirmation for that because I'm right. tired of playing with the same core. And yeah, the same I, I feel like we've, we've got to get some information on some of these units that were previewed or announced at Adepticon. Like we got to get some at the very least. Like even if like even if like that's the only thing we see. But like I can't imagine like they leaked that that Rebel Ahsoka model like on at a mini extravaganza like a full year before she came out. It was more than a year before mm-hmm. she came out. So like I imagine like they're gonna tease like you know stuff into the like far into the future, and that's great. But like I think more importantly, the next like the next like six six months or so is super important. I think right now because like the points update, like the points update did a lot for Republic. Mm-hmm. It, it also did a lot to like tone down Empire, but then Empire got Tempest, and like we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it quite a bit during my Nova reports, but Blizzard Force is still really good. It's really <laughs> good. It's still really, really good. Um, the lack of core options, additional core options outside of Ewoks and the additional special forces outside of, uh, I guess, dark troopers, would I'd call classified more special troopers than I would vehicles. Yeah. Um, it just feels like we've gotten a lot of named characters, which are great, but none of the things that make Legion different than Shatterpoint, different than uh, other miniature games where you have right. four troopers. And it's mm-hmm. also like, as I, I've been painting, I you know, I don't have a lot of Legion to paint right now. Uh, so I've been catching up on like, I bought Shatterpoint stuff. I've been painting Shatterpoint. I've got like four squads painted and like, it's just like awesome. These models are awesome to paint. I love it. Um, but uh, I really want to paint some Legion <laughs> again, like some new Legion. I'm real like, you know, like if I can run like a whole army of Genosian warriors, guess what? I'm going to buy them because like <laughs> I I think I think it's cool. And like also like uh, I need I, I need some more Legion stuff to paint. Like I'm talking to my buddy and he's over here at the store painting boats for a uh, you know, some like ship combat game, like pirate ships. And it looked really cool. And it's like, I, he mentioned before, like when he was painting someone, he's like, well, I would, I would paint Legion stuff, but they won't make anything. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't have anything to paint. Like fair point. Uh, we need stuff. Like I, man, I, I hope, I hope we get some information on some stuff coming out soon. I'd love to see a couple new units before packs. Like, I love the like. I think that uh, 2.0 is on the Legion roadmap or potential on the roadmap. I think potentially, yeah. Uh, I, th- I, I think that they would. Hit, I would be surprised if it comes out of nowhere here, but I fully expect it to be hinted at because we're five, almost six years into a game. It's just standard practice yeah. to get a refresh after that time period. I think X-Wing was like five or six years old when 2.0 came out. I don't mm-hmm. actually remember exactly how long. It might have been a little older, but it was wet. It was over. It was overdue. Um, yeah. You talk to some people and some people like who I have a lot of respect for, too. Like when I talk to these people, like some people think it needs it. Some people don't. Um, I'm in the camp that like if AMG wants to put their like they want their like 
they want their like footprint on this game essentially like they want this to be this needs to be their game eventually and it still doesn't feel like it it feels like it's something in between like they've moved away from a lot of like the things ffg did that we liked and some of the things we didn't like and they've implemented their changes then some of them are things we like and some of them are things we don't like i think we can all agree there and i think there's like a there's definitely a difference between um some people really like a lot of the AMG changes and a lot of people, some people, I don't, I don't want to say a lot. Some people don't like a lot of the AMG changes, but like, I think it would be good for them to get like, to get the their version of the game out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever their, their, uh, their vision for this game. I want to see it sooner rather than later. So if that means that we're getting a second edition sometime next year, which I think if they were going to talk about it at this mini extravaganza, it would probably be sometime next year. Yeah, yeah probably just after Adepticon. If they're, I would imagine that they would do a 2.0 post worlds. Yeah, I, I would be, absolutely. I would, like I would think that you would probably announce that, hey, this is something that's coming months down the line, <laughs> and then you drop it off. off we're all fighting for invites for a game that doesn't <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> um, but my final, my final point that I've. I mentioned earlier with the battle forces, with their their comments with the devs, I think you could make a legitimate argument that 2.0 has kind of already come with the dawn of so many competitive battle forces when they weren't supposed to be that way. And if that's the nature of how Legion is going to trend towards having a roadmap of this is what we're going to be doing with said battle forces for coming factions would be uh, necessary. Yeah. Um, so that players can decide how, how much they want to commit to it yeah i i think i said it at nova we'll get another empire battle force first and it'll be like vader's vader's fist vader 501st it'll be like operative <laughs> vader as a commander leading clone well, troopers based on some of the names yeah but like you won't have to be within range too for the for the two pip it'll be at range <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just i just i kid i'm excited for it uh i wish uh, i can't wait uh very excited for mini extravaganza um any legion is great i'm also uh, like i'm also ex- i'm excited for the whole thing like because yes. i like giving yeah. amg my money even though i don't always get what i want but i give amg like you know you look behind here there's like a, you know it's like uh, the, the, yeah it's fine uh just take Tell me, yeah, I'm excited for them to tell me how I'm going to spend my money for the next six, eight months. Like, that's That's, great. that's all I want. Yeah. But, Dungan uh, Forces. Dungan Battle Force. Yes, do it. There's like eight people I know from like X Wing who are like, oh, I'll play Legion when we get, when they make Gungans. And I can't wait to be like, well, guess what? Now you're a Legion player because we have Gungans. Come paint these frog people. Have fun. I'll paint the heck out of them, but yeah. All right. Mini extravaganza. We're all very excited. Um, if there's one thing that you hope that they reveal at mini extravaganza, what is it? Mike go, uh, a third droid core. Okay. Rich go. Uh, can I say a third clone core? Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's some, fine. Some clone yeah. Rich. Yeah. Rich is a clone player. He's a Yoda main. Uh, so yeah. Adds up. My guy. Yeah. All right. Well, and I'm just a flirt currently in love with the droids again. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for when you change your mind and buy into a, a different faction again, and I get to paint more stuff for you. It's all right. I have them all. It's, it's fine. Bye. 
But, uh, all right, well, mini extravaganza website, all great. Um, well, I guess we could plug upcoming events right now because that's normally about where we do it. We don't really have a lot of other news. Um, so, uh, coming up next is Crucible. Me and Mike will be there. That's in like yes, three weeks. Uh, it is. Excited, I looked at the actually. calendar yesterday yeah. and got terrified that I need to purchase my plane ticket. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I got I got my I got another invite at Nova. Spoiler alert. Um, but you probably already know. Um so I decided I'm I'm playing Ewoks at Crucible and I'm going for best painted. That's the goal. I got third okay. paint I got third best painted at Nova, which I was shocked. Yeah, they didn't look at your FD. They didn't look at the FD that close. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh I'm painting – so I, I went to the LGS on Thursday and like I said, they won't make new Legion stuff for me to paint. So I'll just buy old Legion stuff and paint it again. So I picked up like I, – I asked Jordan about the rules for the painting contest and he basically said that like the models have to be official models essentially. Like they can be uh, modified but they still have to like at least partially be. So I picked up a new Han and I picked up a new Leia and I picked up some new commandos because my commandos, like, they're all old and they don't look great. So they've got four years of wear and tear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like every list has strike teams. So it's like they get picked up a lot. But uh, so I picked up some, uh, I picked up some of those models and I'm going to like work on them over the next couple of weeks. I, I don't know what list I'm bringing yet, but I'm probably not going to bring the ATSD because it just makes me sad when it dies. Yeah, you tilt too easily with that. Yeah, I get so sad because it's like it, it's like oh, it shoots one time and it dies. <laughs> Everything's got impact and critical impacts, and I just die. Like I leave him alone. But yeah, I'm just gonna bring like some kind of like eleven or twelve act list with like also like everybody, including these two fine gentlemen, gave me all of their uh, Ewok uh, skirmisher cards from Nova. So I have like six of these now, and I I intend to like. I intend to run at least four or five of these, but, uh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't get the wicked card though. I'm so sad. Gotta throw the razzle dazzle. And this is the best. This is the painting card. The three. That PM. is good. That it's, is it's good. good. It's good. Um, but yeah, so I'm running, I'm running Ewoks crucible. I'm excited. Um, uh, it's a good thing you got that invite from Nova though. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. I forgot about that, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we won't get too Let's, salty too early. No, no. Um, after that, uh, Mike, you've got an event you're going to in November. That I, I do. It has a name. It's very long. I don't know what it is, but it's a store championship somewhere in San Jose. Kiwi. That's the acronym they're using. I hate it, but I'll say it for Keegan. This is the I first time that I've heard it. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I will be out there. Um, I've never been to California, so I'm excited to go see how San Jose is. That yeah. fun. This is the Guildhouse Everybody's Welcome uh, Qualifier, where they have two invites. It's five rounds of Swiss, 32 players. I think they've sold like well over half the tickets at this point. So I'm also excited because the place that they play in is like an esports and card bar as well. So oh, it's so if, gorgeous. If and when my first day doesn't go so well, you can find me over on the PC because I'm sure – CS2 will be out by then. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my backup plan all in place. There you go. Um, and then further out, 
near and dear to my heart is PAX Unplugged. The player pack, it's out. It's official. We were approved. It's, you know, it was happening anyway. But uh, Game Uplink is at like 37, 38 players already. So uh, I highly recommend you sign up sooner rather than later if you plan to come. Uh, So there's about 20 or so spots left, maybe less after this recording. But what are you uh, capped at? 64. Hard cap 64. Um, I really, yeah, it's like I, it's, it's really tough to, to not make it a three day event if we go over 64. Like it's That's basically fair. impossible. And, and the PAX hall hours aren't the best. I don't want to do, yeah. And I didn't want to do that for like so, for a lot of reasons because like I, if you're going to come in for the whole weekend for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you should be able to spend, I want you to spend some time at the convention doing other things other than Legion because there's a lot there to offer. Um, and you're I'm right hoping. next to like historic uh, Philadelphia with the Liberty Bell and everything too. Yeah, so there's a lot. A, there's a lot to do right outside the convention hall. Right. Yeah. And it's gonna. It's like Pax is great. It's like mini Gen Con, um, or so I've been told. I don't know. Um, I'm very excited. Um, I only have to. I have like the last two tables are essentially printed. They just need to get painted before then. So it's really exciting for me not to have to like like try and finish eight tables in three months like i every other event leading up to it before me every other big event i'm like all right I, it's like six weeks from now and i've got like three more tables to paint this is great <laughs> no nope, we're, we're probably fine this is great and actually uh, one of the tables is already partially painted because one of the community members donated a sick piece of uh, terrain for me that's already painted so that's great um shout out i love your tables nick Thank you. Yeah, I know. I brought a whole bunch from the Nova, and then I had to pay almost three hundred dollars to park the truck for the weekend. That's insane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Out my way out in the New England area, there's uh, Everwinter coming up in December as well. Just uh, wanted to give that a shout out. Uh, it's in Wakefield. I think they're currently at twenty people. Uh, I do know that there is a world's invite for that one. So if you're interested, uh, come on out. Is that the second weekend in December? I know it was last year. I think it is. Yeah, I couldn't. I I wanted to go. I couldn't make it work because of packs. It's tough. Uh, but yeah, will you be there? Uh, I will indeed be there. Awesome. That's the same people who ran uh, Iron Weld, right? Basically, mm-hmm. I know yeah. that's where you got your invite. So that's great. That's where I got my dubs. Nice. All right. Um. And uh, yeah, those are events. Um. I have a little top deck event coming up I, uh, this November 11th, um, but we don't have a sign up for that yet. Uh, I'll of course, be- you scheduled it while I'm gone. I know. Well, I, yeah, I, met, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> my brain is all over the place lately. <laughs> I apologize. Um, all right. Well, that's events. Uh, and we kind of alluded to, well, before we jump into Nova, one more thing, um, about, about a week and a half ago, uh, AMG released like an official communication. There was a lot of, uh, talk about invites. If your store championship was under 16, should you hand out the invites? It was, people were told by certain people in the community that they should give out invites even if you were under 16 and basically some other people in the community were talking about, Oh, well, 
they they're not supposed to be giving out invites because it says it in the kit not to give them out if it's not at 16. We officially got a uh, transmission from AMG and that basically um, that if you want an invite and your event that you wanted at was not 16 players or more, it is probably not valid. Um, since then, uh, there there's like an article on the website that they talk about this. There, they release an updated article a couple of days later with like basically some some questions that were asked that they specifically answered that you know are important to everyone. Um, but basically, if you won an event and it wasn't at sixteen, and you were given an invite. You probably need to email AMG. There is an email address on uh, the site. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Ah, here we go. Store championship kit confusion. <laughs> That's a good a, title. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I'm glad they released this. Um, basically, if you want an invite and the store submitted it, Make sure your store, the store you wanted at, submitted it. Reach out to them. And then after that, you need to email OP at Atomic Mass Games and basically tell them who you are uh, and tell them the event you won and, you know, see if they can work with you. Because I know that they have granted at least one exception at this point that I'm aware of personally. Um, so it's probably worth it to reach out. Um, the, the original invite I won, I'm not sure that store ever reported it because they don't respond to my emails anymore. Uh, but well, they didn't respond to like the last email I sent. So I okay. assume they got tired of me. Um, Probably. uh, so yeah, uh, I'm so, hoping everybody gets this resolved well before Adepticon well, because yeah. originally it was like, Oh, we'll release like a list of players in february that's like not too that close. far yeah, too close for there to be ambiguity like luckily rich yours was like 18 20 people so yeah. you know yours is good it, and it like, didn't affect me, but i also felt like yeah. uh, something Tim said was uh pretty true about it um it wasn't the best decision that they made 16 is a pretty high benchmark for some of these stores uh to hit not even including the space that they have to run that kind of thing uh, yeah. and we're here to grow the event we're here to grow the community gatekeeping via 16 as a hard number uh, it doesn't feel like the best decision that they could have come with and maybe it should have been like 8 for a store championship 16 for like a regional event and then 32 for something like a national like Nova or Gen Con um, where you're giving up multiple invites I, yeah I'm, I'm with you um, I don't like that it's essentially like gatekeeping from smaller communities that just simply can't like can't get that many people there's so many communities like I'm I'm lucky that the one I ran at top deck we actually hit 32 players like we had 32 active players like until like the third round so both those invites we gave out will be honored which is excellent because they did also say that like if you had 32 players, you can give out two invites if you have two kits, which is great. Um, the other one I ran at Trotta's in in, uh, in Barnegat, we unfortunately had a bunch of drops day of, and it only we only had like, I believe, 12, might have been 14. Um, so that one's in question, and it feels really bad. Like, uh, you know, 
I hope that it's like all resolved. I think going forward, I think going forward, I don't think they should honor them. If the, if the rule is 16, I think at this point, like it needs to be, but maybe yeah. go back and like, if like, I'm not, I don't think like if you won like a seven player tournament, I do not think, you know, that's warrants a world's invite. I think like more than 10 is probably a better benchmark. <laughs> But going forward in the future, I don't think that they a store championship should be giving out worlds invites. I think it needs to go back to the uh, the RPQ Prime system we had before COVID yeah. with SG, where stores could apply for these, and they chose stores based on like how much foot traffic they got, like how like do they sell a lot of Legion, do they have the space? And I know that that's like a form of gatekeeping, but this is that that worked before. So it can probably work again. The LCQ is also a thing that exists, and like I think they held off the decision on this year's worlds and pushed it to next year's worlds and said, "Hey, you know what? We weren't clear enough on the rules this year. We've already passed out invites for things that have less than eight people, less than ten people, less than sixteen. We're just going to say the cutoff is eight. If you've made eight, we'll pass it out, and then next year going forward, we want it to be a sixteen for the world yeah. invite." Um, but ultimately, I think that it's a community decision as well as uh, their decision. It's up to us to tell them, hey, we don't like it when it's 16. That's that's too big for a small store in the middle of Maine to be able to get that many players to be able to participate. And those players deserve to participate in uh, this world's qualifying system that we've set up. Because uh, we want this game to thrive, and it's incumbent upon us as a community to make sure that it does. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I think that it's up to each of us in the community not to tell on ourselves. Uh, don't stitch on stores. That's not cool. It's just like if you're speeding in a car, you know, it's only illegal if the cops are there to catch you. AMG does not have the resources or time to devote to checking on every store on and every system for every qualifier. And so, you know... Don't yep. loose lips sink ships. Don't don't be a loose lips. All right. I mean, Mike, you got anything to add? Yeah, I don't really have anything to echo. Um, I'm glad that we got clarification. That's good. Yeah. It's never a bad thing. I'm very disappointed it came a third of the way, arguably a half of the way into the season. Um, I kind of find it a joke, honestly. I praised AMG earlier for the website making them look much more professional. Um, I think that having to clarify the rules for who is going to be able to play at your final event halfway through your season looks very unprofessional. Um, hopefully that's a little bit of a wake up call that they just put a little bit more resources into the OP department. I think it's easily fixable. Um, you know, grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. It's just disappointing. Um, but you know, hopefully we just move forward and they keep a sense of consistency. And I think that's all we can ask for. Just make a decision, stick to the decision and we'll adapt from there. Yep. Um, that's it. That's our, yeah. That's our yeah. hot take segment on that. Um, but by Rantono. Uh, yeah, yeah. We can't do Rantono without Keegan, unfortunately. So that's it. No, we'll get back to that soon. We'll have you. Copyright. Yeah. All right. So Nova Open. We all went to Washington D.C. at the uh, the Hilton, the Washington Hilton. Um, there were uh, a lot of people who stayed at that hotel, had some issues. Uh, I had similar issues, but like, you know, uh, 
I don't know. I guess I'm just like easy to please. <laughs> um, I, I didn't get to. Oh, I, I am. I know. Ah, dude. I mean, buy me like a $7 giant slice of pizza and I'll be happy for a while as I eat my pizza. Anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to park on site. That would have been $25 a day. I had to find a garage somewhere else that fit the truck that I had to bring to bring the terrain. And it ended up costing me, I think, like $243 for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bummer. (laughs) When you were like, oh, it's only going to cost me $100 to park. Like, nope, going to cost you two and a half times that. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, Other than that, it was uh, fine. It was a little weird. Like most people's rooms in this hotel didn't have refrigerators, which is really odd. Uh, uh, you know, cause like I bring, like I bring my own water so that I have like a couple bottles of water and I bring energy drinks and like, you know, I ended up my buddy, Anthony, one of my locals, uh, his room did have a refrigerator. He was like the only one, like one of two people I spoke to that had refrigerators in their room. So he ended up stashing my energy drinks in his room and he was uh great for that. So shout out to Anthony. Thank you, buddy. You know, you're the goat. Um, Rich and I just stayed across the street. It was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, next year maybe I do that, but uh, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, boys. Um, I, I mean, like, yeah, it, uh, the venue itself was like fine. The, the space was wonderful. The convention yeah. hall itself was a nice upgrade. From it was a years little past. less. It felt like a little less cra- cramped than mm-hmm. it did at the Hyatt last year, right? Sometimes the Hyatt feels like a dungeon if it's uh, – because you have to go all the way down to the third yeah. floor, back to the corner, and, like, it's the third basement floor, so it's just yep. escalator, escalator, escalator <laughs> down. Yeah. So it was rather nice to just be able to walk in from the street yeah. here, and it's like, hey, here's the convention room. Yep. Uh, it was a much, like, lighter feeling. Yep. Uh, the great Hob from the Discord read the rules. Uh, he ran the event. He was a TO. He uh, did a great job. Uh, He's a job. Yep. Uh, yours truly brought about half of the terrain and then John Brader of Imperial Terrain brought the other half. Uh, we were quite happy with uh, the tables we put together. Uh, we felt like this was the best uh, overall like set of tables that we've ever seen at a Legion event. Like, I think that was like echoed quite a bit. So we're quite proud of that. For sure. Um, uh uh, also, shout out to uh, my buddy Dave Faulkner for judging the whole weekend. Uh, he was there. Uh, you know, it's really like the TO does a lot. Like the TO always does a lot, or the EO. Uh, they they've got to make sure all of the moving parts are put together correctly. Um, and it's really hard to do all of that by yourself. And then you get to the event, and then you still have to like, you have to like police and make judge calls and run around in circles and like you can't it's really hard to do it by yourself at with any amount of players so like the fact that he stepped up and drove you know spent the weekend you know drove out there spent his money to come and help uh shout out to him always thank the the extra judge help because like it's you know like it's it's a thankless job absolutely Uh, yes uh but yeah uh and then John Brader was helping out too, hanging out. He ended up taking over for Hob on Sunday because Hob had an emergency and he had to leave. Um, big shout out to uh, David uh, Zelenka Endless uh, for streaming the whole weekend. Um, I got to go on. This is the first time, first two times I ever played on stream uh, in real life. So that was cool. Um, I, I had a, Yeah, uh, it was a first for me. Um, 
And uh, other than that, I mean, uh, we can jump in, talk about our games a little bit. So we actually, as a trio, ended up finishing 8th, ninth, and 10th. Um, Do we want to go in reverse order and just kind of work our way up the ladder? Sounds like a plan. Uh, I just want to say off the top, six games is an insane amount of lesion. I don't know how you did eight games, Nick. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I'll talk about I'll talk about how I think like I ran out of steam midway through round five of that last game, and that's where it was like, you know, I was locked in until then, and then like I just like kind of got a little tunnel vision about it. But I mean, like it was a lot of fun. I'll do it again, definitely. 100%. 100% do five, five rounds of Swiss between the first two days and then a top cut is what I advocate for the future. I think uh, that, that that gives everybody a chance to get a loss and still uh, progress to the last day without completely blowing all of your steam on, on day two is, is my feeling on it. Yep. Uh, so I've been playing a list uh, with Yoda, uh, with Burst, Push, and Barrier, a Clone Commander, Two face two C sixes with medics, an RPS squad with boil, uh, two naked barks, and a single full echo squad. Uh, eight activations of just pure clone beef, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I've been playing it since uh, the Nick Bodner Memorial uh, Tournament, the Golden Spur. Glad to see you alive, Nick, and well. Yeah, I'm still uh, alive. Uh, my round one was uh, intercept against Adam Fowler's Anakin Rex, uh, where I got exceptionally lucky uh, and was able to one-shot two squads of his full arcs off the board uh, with Barkfire supports on my turn two luminous turns. Uh, and that kind of just put the game on my back and I was able to carry it through. Uh, my round two was Breakthrough Battle Lines Warrior against... Uh, Kyle 182, who made the final with his uh, nine-act Blizzard Force and quad bikes. Uh, you know, Yoda put the game on his back and, and just played some real defensive linebacking uh, to keep him from scoring with his bikes and with his uh, troopers. Uh, the arcs took just enough time from Vader that the rest of the team was able to slip into the back and uh, get me that win of 4-2 uh, against him. And then round three, I hit that wall against uh, Kentucky Dan, uh, where it was KP, major offensive and supply, uh, which all felt pretty good, but my dice went about as cold as they could. And even if they hadn't, his position and patience and just the sheer token generation of uh, the list was hard to battle through, uh, especially without high velocity. Um, He was playing three capos, uh, full pikes with, the cash dodges and cash aims and uh, Bosk and uh, one one black sun. Uh, and for the first time in probably uh, 33 games, I didn't kill anything. I killed exactly zero uh, units. I killed all of three pikes a uh, whole game, which... Uh, <laughs> Sounds on brand. <laughs> it's so brutal. Um, and that that was my first loss for for day one. Uh, and I thought it would be a rare rare thing that I didn't kill things. Uh, and then day two, my first round was Anakin five uh, zero first with quad arcs, uh, and 
you know, we traded volleys back and forth, uh, and eventually he got one through and one shot my arcs, uh, which completely swung the nature of the game, uh, where, uh, I had killed all of just one arc, uh, I generate a lot of tokens with Yoda on his limitless turn, not nearly as much as Anakin is is pulling off with all of his tricks. Uh, Anakin Barrier is just so so good. Uh, and then my after that, uh, you know, with very slim hope of making day three, uh, I still managed to take two wins against rival players. Next, uh, my last matchup. Uh, my next matchup was an Ahsoka Sabine list uh, by Chris Lawton of Crit to Block. Uh, he got a little too aggressive with the Sabine and Ahsoka, uh, and they were both dead by round two. Uh, and then my last matchup was against Ethan King of Crit to Block, was playing Lando, Leia, IG, Triple Vet, Triple MK turrets, Double FD. Uh, but we were on that infamous Scarif board that Mike will tell you about a little later. Uh, where there's just no cover, there was no place to hide for him, uh, and we were playing intercept, um, and my dice saved about as hot as they could possibly save. Uh, he pulled that Lando's uh, gunslinger triple cards in his pile, fire support off with his MK turrets uh, to deal two wounds completely to one full squad and three wounds to a bark, uh, and then from there it was just kind of clean up on my part to, to get rid of them. Uh, but great opponents. It was fun getting to play against competition as high level as, uh, the two of you and, uh, Mike Barry and, uh, Kevin, Kyle Dornbos and Kentucky Dan. It was great seeing all of them and getting to put it to the test against them. Yeah. You got to play against two of those crits of block guys. <clears throat> um, I played against Dan as well. Uh, check out critsablock.com though. They've got a lot of cool battle reports, and it's also the home of the Carolina Hollow Chronicles, which is like a new blog. Kentucky Dan has some uh, pretty good, uh, uh, some pretty good uh, posts so far. Um, the I really enjoyed his Pike Syndicate guide, and he they just released a, a like a Snowtrooper guide. It looks like so. I'm looking forward to reading that one too. But check those guys out. So I guess that's uh, to me. Yeah. So I also got a chance to play all six games. Um, I ended up running a Cad Bane triple Magna list. Uh, I don't own a lot of B1 expansion packs, though. So I went with a Super Tac double E5S single PK. Um, so I got some of the extra command cards in there for the extra dodges, got some aggressive tactics, and just had a little bit of a hardier presence for the for the retinue with the Magda. And honestly, it went pretty well. Um Round one, game one, I played against David Bailey and his Anakin Barks list. Um, in a theme that you'll notice throughout the event, I played some VAPs, Long March, and Hostile. And we had a pretty boring first two turns until I was able to get a couple lucky shots and then dive Cat out there to pop a squad and force him to push me on VAPs. Um, we were in the classic 799 versus 800, and I was a 799. So I was going to have to make something happen on the VAPs there. Um, but... I was able to actually win the game at the end by tapping his VAP turn six with a Magna Guard. Um, one of the things that a melee charge list lets you do is, you know, score objectives late in the game. So I 
dove two of the squads towards Anakin, the other one towards the VAP, and was able to to take a five three victory for a good first good first close game. Uh, round two, I played against Kevin Connors, who ended up going four and two as well as me. Um, he was playing a double bounty triple dewback list, which is actually pretty difficult to deal with um, with the table that we were on. We were on a, a desert table with a very very wide open middle, and his IG and Boba were able to kind of line up some really good shots against my my Magna Guard, take advantage of their pierce, and I didn't have anywhere to hide CAD. Um, but we played Vaps, Major, and Clear, um, and I had the bigger army this time, so his dewbacks were forced to come towards me. So once I killed the first one on the very first activation of turn two, um, he had to essentially Zerg rush Boba and the other dudes towards me, and I was able to kind of pin things down pretty quickly. Um, target priority is kind of the takeaway that I have from that game. Um, he did throw two dewbacks pretty far forward, and I had to make a pretty snap decision on which one do I go for first. Uh, I actually ended up shooting the dewback that was a little further away because it had already activated, despite the fact that one was a little closer to that range too for the Magna Guard. Um, but I figured one that didn't have a chance to get away was my, my better option. That ended up being the, the correct call in the end. I played against um, Nick's own Evan Bulrus, round three and arguably one of the least fun games the two of us have ever played, ever. Um, <laughs> so it sounds really negative, but we played Payload on a table that had five-inch walls everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. Um, so our Payloads had exactly one root apiece, and the only thing that really mattered that game was who got the better dice rolls, and it ended up going my way. Um I did make a couple mistakes early on that I got lucky on because I threw my Magna Guard on top of buildings to go chase his Grievous. Um, I got lucky that the Magna saved and then the Staps whiffed on the attack. But we just kind of threw our dice together in the middle and I ended up taking it on kill points. Um, Cad was able to sit, take a bounty and then stay alive to just ensure that had we finished the game out, my cart was going to get a little bit closer with that bounty point. Um, but I do think my takeaway there is to change the payload rules. Um, if we could just make them hover one, I don't think anyone would be upset. And we would have gone from having a really poor game to a really fun game. Um, but both of us can agree that was pretty miserable. Uh, round four, I played against the eventual winner of the tournament, uh, Josh Fluffysaurus, uh, playing his Blizzard Force list. We played some KP, Hemden, and Clear, and I got a little too aggro on turn three. I decided to try to take advantage of my range four advantage and ship down one of his HRUs pretty early just to try to go up two acts. Um, unfortunately, his HRUs had 11 suppression and hadn't let, hadn't yet taken a model off because the medic just brought the only one back that failed. So I put way too much time and effort into trying to kill one squad, and I overestimated how much that set me back. So turn three, I dove CAD towards his core, thinking that I had to make a play, and CAD went over eight. So I got CAD shot down pretty quickly, and then Vader just did Vader things, turn six, and took the center KP from me. So I ended up losing that one two to one, uh, or one to zero. One of the two. But that one was a little unfortunate. Um, my takeaway there is to just not let the dice variance not tilt you, but influence your decision-making. I should have just waited one more turn, and CAD would have had much more impact for the late game. But I just mis misinterpreted that. Uh, round five, I didn't really get to play a game. Um, I got to play Kyle Dornboss, also a fifth trooper, on a Scarif table that Rich mentioned. Has zero line of sight blockers. And when I say zero, I mean zero. Uh, so I got to play 
a droid army against a clone gun line with pikes on a table I couldn't hide from. Um, so there was one piece of, there was one ship that gave pretty large, heavy cover. So I used my bid to take red side, to take red player, to take that side of the table. Otherwise I basically would have just stood on a regular table with like maybe a paper plate in front of me. Um, and I was kind of running away round four, round five. So I didn't get tabled. Um, I tilted pretty hard at the very start of that game. I tried to get the table moved and then offered to concede before the game even began because I didn't want to waste my time. But we played it out. I uh, gave it a shot. I Zerg rushed my Magna towards him, hoping that maybe I could get in and kill enough stuff that I could score the win on hostage. But that was always going to be a losing effort. Um, it did turn out that way. Uh, Kyle rolled pretty poorly on offense and still could have tabled me had he tried. So that was a pretty demoralizing feeling. Um, but I guess my takeaway there is don't tilt, even if your game is completely unwinnable. Um, just play it out, even though it would have been better just to go back and take a nap. Um, then round six, I played my favorite game of the day. No offense to any of my other opponents. I played uh, Rich, one of your semi-locals, Adam Opst. Um, he was playing an Iden Kalis Boba, and we played a game of VAPS rollout in clear conditions. And... Um, I was able to kind of dive CAD towards the softer part of his list that included some snipers and uh, like Iden herself, who doesn't really stand up that well to Pierce. Um, but I was able to use CAD to take out Inferno Squad and one sniper team and then kind of force Boba and Kalos to just charge across an open field towards me. Um, I played on the same table that I did turn two or round two against uh, Kevin Connors. So it's a table that has a pretty, pretty open middle. And this time, because Boba had to charge at me, I was in a much better spot from the from the get-go. I could kind of just crit him down on the way in. And I think he ended up with like 11 suppression by the time he died. So he took took quite a few shots. Um, but Adam and I talked for a little bit after the game. And one of the big things that both of us messed up at the start, but I was able to recover a little bit quickly or a little bit more quickly on, was keeping our army in a cohesive plan. Um, as both of you are well aware, playing clones and Ewoks and such, when you split your army into two and don't have a a way to kind of overcome the lack of firepower there you could very quickly get into trouble where you just don't have the tools necessary to get out and um luckily i was able to spend the first two turns essentially just double moving my entire army back to the spot where it should have been and because cad was already charging down the snipers on the far side i knew that barring disaster <laughs> i was going to have him charge me and uh, i'd be in that better spot but I ended up going four and two. Um, Nick and I actually tied on record, tied on strength of schedule, and Nick was farther ahead on kill points. Um, so Fortune favors up, the bold, my friend. Well, <laughs> yes, you were marginally ahead on kill points, and I doubled your victory point scored, which is the fourth tiebreaker. But unfortunately, we didn't get that far. Better luck, well, even good, as you. they say. I know. I, uh, I was penalized for playing my objective list instead of my killing list. One of my favorite things about that whole weekend. Back here with my world's invite. My favorite thing about that whole weekend is everybody's finished their games and we're all sitting together and we're all like jostling about who's going to get what position. uh, Because literally just a few different wins in a few different places and all three of us could have been into the top eight, which is, is crazy. Yep. 
Yeah, and then Evan, Evan, Evan was uh, right behind you at eleven. So yes, it's like, yeah, it was it was tough. Like we were sitting there and like waiting for three or four games, and like one would get submitted, and it'd be like, oh, Nick's ahead of Mike now, and then another one would be like, oh, well now Mike's now Mike's an eighth, and it's like. Yeah, and it shook yeah. out. The, and then yeah. the final game went down and let loose one of the loudest son of a bitches I ever have in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm not playing competitively anymore, Cirillo. As soon as I won the second round, I was like, ah, oh, crap. He's back. He's back. <laughs> I am not back. Let's, let's just say that. He's back. Um, sorry, man. You're just going to fly out to California and get that invite there. Sorry. Uh, I don't particularly care about the invite i'm not going to be at worlds no matter what all right all right i can't all afford right, well, it this year yeah that's that's a true statement leverage my terrain my large terrain collection into like uh some cheap adepticon uh some cheap adepticon uh trip but uh all right well uh i played games too um I brought, uh, I mentioned I chickened out on Ewoks a while ago. So uh, I brought uh, Cassian, K2, Ahsoka, two vets with CMOs, one MK, two FDs, and two strike teams for 10 activations. Uh, I feel like it's like the best overall list that Rebels can bring. And it's actually like really good. It's just very glass cannony. Everything is very fragile. Um, uh, you know, white saves, they don't have a lot of like the defensive tech that like Cassian has and defend one on vets isn't great because they don't get a lot of orders here. Um, and FDs get like, you know, looked at funny by like long range and they, 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 they perish relatively quickly. Six wounds is great, but they do eventually die. Um, well, I started off the day, uh, I played against a gentleman named, uh, Rob, um, yeah, Rob Curlin. He was playing uh, uh, 11 activation, triple stap, CAD list with a super tack. I think he had four E5 SB1s, one naked B1. Um, we were playing on – the table we were playing on was relatively open. It's not a ton of line of sight blockers. There are some. Um, but we ended up – the flop – he was blue and the flop really went his way in a big way. Uh, I had to like cut – I had to cut like – I wasn't comfortable playing hostage against CAD. And then like I had to cut bombing run. We ended up playing breakthrough um, breakthrough. And uh, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty brutal. Um, I think it was a uh, advanced positions or major offensive, but uh, so early in the game, uh, I was able to get uh, like Early round, by the end of round one, he was down in activation. Um, I got his naked B1. <clears throat> I think I two shot it with two FDs. I got a little lucky that like I pulled one. It took a shot, and then the next pull, like in the middle of the round, was the second FD before he had activated the B1. And I was able to just, I was like, okay, because breakthrough against triple stats and CAD, it's like I only have eight possible activations to score, and he has 11, and he has bounty. So it's like we were in like we really needed to like make up ground. Um <clears throat> a lot of a uh, lot of shots from staps and FDs into each other. Um I the final score ended up being I ended up scoring like uh five five or six things, and he ended up only being able to score like two or three. 
Um, he waited a little, he was a little aggressive with his engagement early and we talked about it later. This was one of like the most fun games I actually played over the whole weekend. Um, he was, a he was a lot of fun to play. Uh, he played really well and he's only been playing a little, like about, I think like less than a year or around a year. He said, um, he's based out of like the Pittsburgh area. Um, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he engaged his, he, he was a little too aggressive with his B ones early. Um, and my, my vets and Cassian, uh, and K2, K2 broke incognito like turn two, cause we were playing breakthroughs. So we were just walking forward. Um, uh, I ended up, uh, using burst of speed to get Ahsoka into CAD just to slow him down pretty early. Um, <clears throat> CAD ended up dying at one point. Uh, Cassian, uh, the FDs got like one stab and then the second stab down to like one wound. And then that stab ran away from the FDs like out of range, but you can't hide from Cassian. So I actually reconfigured, I actually like recovered him and put him back into sniper because he started in pistol. I put him into sniper just to like, I'm like, well, I need to get that wound off of that stab because otherwise that stab scores and should, it, you know, it, you know, can't hide from Cassian. So, uh, got that last wound that, uh, kind of turned it into my favor at that point. But, uh, I ended up winning. Don't remember what the final, well, I can look on game uplink at the final score. Yeah, I can let you know. Uh, it, uh, four, four to nothing. That's yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Because I think like we did. did yeah. Uh, yep. but yeah, it was a good game. Uh, a lot of fun round two. Uh, I played, uh, Nick Coleman, who's, uh, uh, from the area, D.C., Virginia area. Um, he's come to a lot of my events over the years. Um, he was at PAX a couple of years ago, ACO. Um, he even came to like showcase tournament once. Uh, but he brought the only triple ATST list there, uh, which I am very familiar with. I played against it a bunch. Um, this version's a little bit better because it has a bid. So he we had to play his deck. Uh, we ended up playing breakthrough rollout and supply drop on a table that didn't really have anywhere for me to hide stuff behind things from the ATSDs because they were all, it was like one of the Ewok village tables and it had a lot of trees, but ATSD bases are wider than the trees. So like I had to like, I could hide Ahsoka from like, ba- I could hide Ahsoka from like one ATSD at a time. But like not from every ATST at once. So it was like trying to like run Ahsoka up the board. And I realized he was playing very uh, he was playing very uh, he's playing very carefully and he was playing back for a long time, which I think was correct, because like if he walked all those ATSTs into like the FDs and all the vets, like they are going to get burned down quick. Um, So what ended up happening is, is like Ahsoka eventually just made a play for the middle toward like. Uh, his two of his stormtrooper squads and one of his and two of his scout squads like that were near the middle. Um, she ended up like killing one and then uh, force pushing another so that like it was going to be harder for them to score. Um, the end was very close. Uh, I, it was one one breakthrough and I won on kill points because um, I only lost. I think like I ended up losing like K2 and uh, a vet or something like that. That was it. And then he lost uh, and uh, he lost an ATST in like three of his three or four of his uh, trooper activations. Um, but basically at the start of turn six, he had he was very clearly going to score one ATST 
the other ATST was on one wound, but it would if I didn't shoot it, it would score. But I had Cassian, so it was going to die. Um, he had a stormtrooper that had one mini left, and it was basically able to hide behind a piece of terrain and the ATST that was in the breakthrough zone, and he and it was just in. Um, I got I pulled one of my vets, and the vet was able to walk around, shoot the stormtrooper, and kill it. But if I don't pull that vet there, I think he wins because um, that vet was in range of uh, his other ATST or even the naked stormtrooper that would have been able to just like shoot and put suppression on it and probably stop it from getting two actions. Um, we talked about it that if I don't kill that stormtrooper, he probably wins because um, he I wouldn't have been able to get around to stop it and kill it. So, um, it was a very close game, uh, very good game. Uh, but I ended up winning, uh, round three. So last game for, uh, last game of the day, um, last game of the day on Friday, I played against, uh, Paul Jones, uh, and this was a stream game. So you can probably check it out on, uh, David's, uh, uh, endless's, uh, YouTube, um, we ended. This was against. He was playing Dooku, Cad, a Magna, and a bunch of B ones. They all had the B one. The only B one heavies he had were the rockets. So he was loaded for impact. Um, uh, he had, I believe, nine activations. We ended up playing payload, and uh, this was a game where I was basically like from the beginning. I was like, okay, if I'm gonna win, I need to just. I probably need to table him because I don't think I'm gonna be able to push my payload into range one or to touch. So like the best case is I score one point. So I need to just kill everything and or stop his payload, which was going to be tough. Um, so that's what I went out to do. He was he was aggressive with Dooku turn one. So I was able to get like wounds on it from that from the FDs um, and Cassian. Um, the Magnus did a lot of uh, protecting Dooku. So I was able to, you know, Dooku would take a wound and then the Magna would take a wound from protector so it was like a good trade. Um, Dooku ended up, he had Medroids and we played Supply Drop and he got like an extra back to somewhere. So like Dooku, you know, lived a while, but uh, he did eventually die. Um, <clears throat> Ahsoka crashed in. Like he he pushed Cad and Dooku toward my, toward my cart, stopped my cart like from moving turn two. And then I crashed Ahsoka in as quickly as I could just to try and thin things out. Um, his Dooku was suppressed when he played his one pip round three because he played his two pip to, you know, lightning move. He wasn't able to get the squad engaged with him after the force push. Um, uh, I, the suppressive generators on my FDs helped uh, keep Dooku to like one action turn three. So basically he was kind of forced to like instead of like moving, attacking something with like Ahsoka or something with Dooku and then moving back, he just had to move back. So... Uh, I did eventually, eventually I did kill Dooku. Um, and then like turn five, I stopped his cart from moving with, uh, I moved up both my strike teams, Cassian and K2. Um, and, uh, I think like the end result was we played into round six and it was very clear at that point that like, I was actually going to be able to push my cart into range two of mine. And I, he was not going to be able to move his cart anymore. Cause like at the start of six, he only had like two act like he had like two activations left and i or three and i ahsoka killed one at the start and then it was like i had cassie and k2 
a strike team at Ahsoka on his payload and he had like five B1 models left. Um, and I was just like, you know, I, it was very clear I was going to win. And I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, do you want to keep going? And he was like, yeah, he's like, table me. And I was like, okay. And then like, I was like, I think I got all but one B1 model off the table. Uh, so it was that's where those 200 kill points came from. Oh yeah. I got 721 <laughs> kill points. God damn it. <laughs> he had i think like the b1 that had like um a scanner and an ev or something like that was alive i, I don't remember um but it was uh it was it was a good game um i went into it with a plan from the beginning i'm like all right well you just got to kill everything the fds had like were able to see over basically all of the terrain in the center so they weren't going to like not get shots very often um, same with the the MK got a lot of good shots too, which is always like it's always really good when your MK is shooting. Um, it's fragile, but like crit two is really good. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, so uh, uh, going into day th- day two, three and zero, oh, uh, feeling pretty good. I know that I need to win probably two more games, at least one. So uh, my first game of the day is against uh, Kentucky Dan who Rich played the day before. Um, he he looked at my battle deck. He had a bid, and he looked at my battle deck and decided he was going to give the, the table side. There was one table side that was definitely a little bit better, and he saw that, and he saw the battle deck, and he's like, okay, I'm going to give you blue. And so we go into turn zero, and he didn't ban Vaps. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, that's that's good for me because unless I'm missing something, I don't have to do anything here because I was able to place my we played advanced positions. So I was able to place my VAPs like in really good places and then also hit them turn one. So that turn two, I could hit them and run with my vets. And he realized as we're placing things, he's like, I messed up. He's like, I forgot that you're going to win a tie. Because I have his bid was like seven ninety seven, I think, and mine was seven ninety nine, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh shit. He's like, I think I already lost. And I'm like, I, I cheekily, I was like, would you like to concede now? Of course he didn't, and I'm glad he did. Uh, well, I mean, it was like, it was like, you know. Yeesh. I knew he wasn't gonna do it. He's a great player. He's got a really. He's got a he's got a reputation for high level play, so I assumed he was going to try and make this a game, and he sure did. So I, I like I'm like oh advanced positions I can scout my FDs. So I put an FD where it was exactly range five from his VAP. So I'm like okay, I'm going to get to poke his VAP. But what I what I like didn't think about was that like oh those pikes are going to kill that FD, and then they're going to run away. Which is like basically he put everything like out like he started everything like outside range five of the FD and he creeped in like four or five activations, including Bosk, and shot the FD and killed it. FD was gone turn two. I had gotten shots on pikes and I think I had two squads down to two models, but I never I was like, I'm never going to see them again because like they were, you know, they, he was able to hide them from Cassian makes sense there was like no way and if i like stuck something else out to try and get it i have white saves and i don't have dodge spam so i'm just gonna like die (laughs) i placed ahsoka in such a point though where she could engage 
either side of his uh, either either corner of his board, and he had a black sun. And like I said, advanced position. So on his his uh the bottom of his table, he scouted his black suns up, and he didn't move them very quickly away. Um, and I think he forgot that like a so Ahsoka at the end of turn four, she double move with burst of speed and force push the black sun into her into a spot where he didn't have a lot of units that were able to react to it. Um, and it was after the blacks and like the black sun activated and he was basically like, well, if I just move, if I disengage, like she's just going to kill them next round. Um, so he stayed in and he punched Ahsoka, did a wound neck. And you know, he, he very smart. He took a dodge first and then he had vigilance. So he kept the dodge with vigilance. So next round when Ahsoka attacks them, uh, he had like he put another dodge on them with uh, discretion, I think. And so they had they had a couple dodges and Ahsoka, you know, swatted them, did like two or three wounds. Um, They stayed engaged. He tried to position so that that way, like when Ahsoka killed them, turn six, that like things would be able to shoot. But I waited as long as I could. Um, and I stripped like a I stripped a Bosk standby because Bosk never took damage, so no enrage. Um, and then like a Pike that had moved and standbyed where where they could see Ahsoka also, like managed to like get a lucky uh, a sniper shot into them that was like you know one paint, so stripped a standby. Cassian strip another standby. So, um, and then turn six, like I killed the Black Sun and I won by uh, like twenty kill points or something like that. The difference between an FD and a Black Sun. Um, he made it a game. Um, I definitely need, I definitely, I hate playing the like VAPS. It's like, I like playing VAPS. It's fun, but I'm always thinking of old VAPS and it's like new VAPS. It's like, Nick, don't put anything where he can ever shoot it because you will just win. And like, I don't know. That's just like not my play style. So I like to play the game. So, uh, we made it a game. It was a lot of fun. Um, He's a great player. Uh, I I fear playing him under um, more normal circumstances where uh, he doesn't make that turn zero mistake because he's a great player. And, uh, I would I would venture to say that that list is the breakout list of Nova. Uh, it's really it, good. It's re- It's like that triple FD list that was just came out of nowhere. This came out of nowhere, and it's such a strong, strong list. All right, so now I'm four and zero, feeling pretty good. Uh, still need to win probably one more. Um, I go into round five and I get uh, Josh, Fluffy Soros. Uh, Mike had just lost to him. Um, Mike was like, "Oh, I'm rooting for Josh because of my strength of schedule." So that broke my heart a little bit, but it didn't help me play any better. To be clear, um, this is Blizzard Force. Uh, I, it was kind of a blur. I was really exhausted at this point because like mine and Dan's game lasted like an hour because literally after turn two, like between turn two and like turn six, only two activations actually mattered. So I just kept running things away. So we finished in like an hour and then there was a lunch break. So it's like it was about two hours from when I played. I was tired and I was exhausted from the day before. So it's like uh, that definitely went into like. I went into this game and I like I just I didn't feel great and I played like shit and Josh played really well and he crushed me 
And I felt really bad afterwards because I was like a salty baby a little bit. <laughs> I apologized to him afterwards. It was great. Um, he, he just he outplayed me from the beginning. Um, we played KP and I really didn't have anywhere to hide from the bikes. And he was able we played disarray. And I put both my FDs in one zone and like his bikes went and hunted them and killed them. And then like I didn't trade well at all because he has Medroids in this list, two of them. So like the wounds from crack shot into Vader and uh, the HRU I took shots at with Cassian, he just Medroided them back um, and that felt bad. Um, I had like one last ditch play. There was like a building and I was hiding most of my army behind it. And Vader was at like Raider was on the other side of the building. So, you know, like turn three, I jumped Ahsoka, pushed him out into some standbys. And he took like a grand total of like no damage from this from like I think it was like Cassian or it was like K2 and MK and like something else. And then Ahsoka, her second action, she, you know, charged in and attacked him and he took like one damage or something. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's it, because like. He was Vader was just going to, you know, Vader's might something because he had played Vader's might, but he hadn't activated Vader yet. And it was like Vader's just going to like yeet this MK on top of this building. And and then he's going to like kill Cassian or K2 and I'm not going to have an answer. So uh, I conceded there and uh, apologized for being a baby. Um, sometimes you just got to like swallow your pride and not be a jerk about things. Um but so, all right, I'm going into round six. I, I'm like, all right, we can we can win one more. But I got uh, I got Kyle 182. Kyle Crosser is his actual name. Um, he's actually semi local to me now. Um, uh, he was also playing Blizzard Force, but he was playing the version with uh, with uh, Ion Snows. Um, Josh's version had uh, he had the one of the standard DLT RT hru's and then he had a 21 hh12 kyle had both of the standard rt dlt hru's and he had two snows with ion guns uh i mean for like it's the, the ion guns are okay because it gives you a shot and you can just recover move shoot a lot so um but uh we played disarray again um and we played kp again this is like a theme uh and uh I did uh, Cassian like every time Cassian shot at something and he would get like two crits, he would roll two blocks. So like I, I was not trading like Cassian wasn't getting enough. Wound. Um, similar thing happened. We ended up playing almost the whole game, though. Um, and I like near the end of the game, I dove Ahsoka at Vader and it, you know, it didn't amount to much. So he had, we he ended up winning. Um so uh, I think it was like two, uh, two to nothing was the score because he was gonna he was gonna be able to get my back and contest my like safe KP and he was gonna get the center. Um, so we're going, <laughs> we're all waiting for the last few matches to finish up, like we said, and uh, last match finishes up, and I, I sure enough, I sneak into top eight. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, after the, uh, AMG basically canceling everybody's invites, I wanted to like win a real one pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so we go into top eight, right? And top eight is, uh, uh, you know, both blizzard force players I played 
Kyle Dornboss, Mike Barry, Sam McHenry, Kentucky Dan, uh, Jojo Binks, myself, right? And I'm like, all right, well, hopefully I don't get a blizzard first round because, like, I've had enough of blizzard for the rest of my life, but definitely for this event. Um, but sure enough, I not only got blizzard force again, I got Kyle who I had just played the last round and we got play. We played on the exact same table. Uh, dude, I, I, (laughs) you know, I, I asked if we could switch to a different table and he was like, that's how it, that's how it goes. And I was like, okay, (laughs) Um, this game, uh, I immediately was like, I'm taking the other side of the table that I didn't take last time just to see if like we can shake it up a bit. And, uh, I started out pretty aggressive. We played disarray again, (laughs) but, uh, I, we started out pretty aggressive and the dice kind of like went my way. And I took, we played hostage this time because I was like, I'm not playing KP again. So let's see if we can win hostage. Um, and I managed to kill Vader turn three with uh, just like a lot of shots turn two. And then Ahsoka, I won the one pip roll off. Um, and Ahsoka got uh, eight into Vader. And he had, well, he had two wounds left from getting shot a whole bunch the round before. Um, Cause you know, he does the Vader's might with the hostage, but he was out when he activated with Vader, he was outside of range one of the MK I had selected. So he had to move once before he could eat the hostage. And he, you know, he basically didn't, uh, I was like, he, he killed the hostage. He did the, he like moved, pulled the hostage in with Vader's might. And then he took a standby and like, once I pulled a core, I activated the MK and I I pulled a core pretty quickly. I activated the MK and I dodged and I stand by just in case. And then Ahsoka came in. Before Ahsoka could force push, he killed the hostage. Then Ahsoka force pushed or the Ahsoka moved in, attacked. I think I did two damage. I force pushed him out so that I could shoot at him with like I saw like five things to activate. Um, and I shot at him with like five things. Ahsoka took a damage from a speeder bike, um, during this earlier, like during this round, like, uh, I think I killed a speeder bike round one and then another half a speeder bike round two, um, and a snow HRU K2, like pulled his incognito turn one. We ripped a, you know, I, I played very aggressively. Um, Vader died turn three and then he basically conceded because like he had, uh, like or later on in the round, I think he only had his 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 hostage was safe with an HRU because I killed the snow earlier in round two from an FD. And basically at the end, like near the end of turn three, he had a full speeder bike and a snowtrooper left. And that was it. Um, and they are you and he and I still had I think I lost one vet squad or one strike team. Um it was a strike team because I had a vet squad that got shot down to one guy and then he rallied and he ran around the building to hide. Um, he conceded at that point. Um, I was definitely feeling really good because like I lost twice to blizzard and I was able to like get that win. Um, and I also secured my top four invite. So that was great. Um, waited around a little while for the last round for round round two to start. Let's not spoil anything. Um, so round two, uh, I got uh, I got Josh again. 
uh, Blizzard Force. Four Blizzard Forces in a row. I was punished. Uh, uh, this game was streamed as well. And uh, I feel like I played really well until, you know, I started to get a little tired near the end. But uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, I got to see this one on stream and I got to see in real time uh, you pull that Ahsoka token. Uh, and I, I could almost see in my head what you were thinking. Like, oh, I need this Inspire to, to be able to move that vet to get it there. Uh, there was a lot, but yeah. It was, just, it was just, you needed three things at once and you just couldn't have all three. It sucked. Yep. Uh, so this one was KP. Uh, I felt pretty good about it with the table side I had. Uh, but uh, I played uh, I played a lot better in this game than I did in my round five against Josh the, the previous day. Um he was trying to avoid FDs as much as he could with speeder bikes. Uh, I was able to get one speeder bike down to uh, one wound before it, uh, at, like from Cassie and crack shot and maybe two FD shots. Uh, it got down to one wound and it wasn't quite able to hide from Cassian. So Cassian took a wound from the, what's the uh, orbital bombardment card that Blizzard Force has. Um, he took a wound round one from that. So I played last stand turn two just so that I could like hopefully just like it's like you know understand that like you know I'm not getting a lot of value out of this but if I win priority I have an aim token on Cassian and I have a shot on that bike with one wound so it's basically like a guaranteed wound so that is exactly what I did so um I activated Cassian I shot the speeder bike the speeder bike died uh great so now we're up two activations, and now he's positioning his bikes to hide from my FDs until he can just swarm them in and kill the FD, and then go back around to play KP at the end of the game, which is what I knew. I started moving my Vets up, my MK up, Cassian, K2, and Ahsoka up toward the middle, so they're about range one and a half to range two from the KP, going into like round five and six. I start getting some shots on things. Uh, Cassian was plinking at uh, Vader uh, basically like every round. Um, he, I wore out his med charges pretty quickly um, between that and some like shots into HRUs. Um, I probably should have like thought about target priority a little bit more because like Cassian could have shot at bikes too a few times instead. And I didn't, I just shot at Vader and like, if I had killed, if I had gotten like another wound or two in, in like an HRU or a bike, um, it's probably a different game going in a six. But uh, going in a turn, like turn five, he played Vader's Might just to scare me off the center, which was, you know, a thing that he did, um, like from getting a little too close to it. Um, but turn six, we I played Ahsoka's three pip. Because I was starting, like I had started taking attrition onto vets and things were starting to get suppressed. I needed the Inspire 2. The Inspire 2 was good. Getting some orders out is good. Like I didn't need Ahsoka's flashy one fifth. Like I didn't think like, I, you know, she should be able to kill something that goes near the center when she activates. But I didn't need, I, I, I wasn't going to kill Vader. Vader was at like seven wounds, to, seven health still. Uh, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so I pushed... Uh, I waited. Uh, I needed, like Rich said, I needed like three things to go my way. But what I didn't realize is if I'd probably just waited Ahsoka out, I would have like gone last and I probably still could have won uh, just because I had force push and, you know, 
it's and you don't vader doesn't take the uh the burst of you don't take the immobilize until at the end of the round off burst of speed so it's like i probably should have just activated ahsoka last and assumed he wasn't going to have like eight things on the kp but uh he had he pushed his bikes into my my safe kp and then i had like an fd shot and an mk shot and they just whiffed which felt pretty bad so i was like all right well we're not killing the speeder bike so i've got to run this vet back so that i can capture my kp um and so I activated Ahsoka before Vader. Um, Vader, I, I did burst of speed Ahsoka. I burst of speed, moved into a speeder bike that had like three wounds near the center, killed it, pushed Vader a little further away. And then I just burst of speeded back to the to the KP. Um, but he ended up winning. We tied one to one. Um, nobody captured the center. And I lost on kill points, uh, 242 to 210. I killed three bikes. He killed uh, a vet, uh, an FD, and uh, something else. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good game. Um, I'm happy with how I played up until the end. There, uh, Josh is a great opponent. Uh, he's real, real good. Uh, you all should be scared of him. He ended up winning the whole event, so I can't really be mad. Uh, he ended up beating Sam in the final. Um, so he is the current Nova Open champion. Congrats to him and great games to everybody. Um, yeah, that's the Nova open. Yeah, I had a great time looking forward to next year. I was really surprised at, uh, the amount of armor. And I know Nova has traditionally been uh, very light on armor. That whole meta down in the DC area is pretty light on armor. Um, but it felt like there was, uh, a lot of preparedness for some kind of armor presence, and there was not a lot of armor. Yeah, there were a few double air speeders. Um, there was the single triple ATSD, and that might have been the only ATSDs like <laughs> there. Um, yeah, there just wasn't a lot. I think that like everybody kind of knows at this point that like you're bringing everybody's bringing things that can like kill armor. So if you have white save armor, like you you know you're probably I, you're not gonna like. You know, you're going to have a tough time. Um, I think there was one Dark Trooper list. Yes. Yeah. So the nerfs to the butt cost nerfs on the Dark Troopers was enough. Uh, Yeah. Is that that what we're all thinking? In my opinion, it's the protector change. Um, I think the points still fit, but the fact that they are always going to be the ones rolling now makes it far scarier. Yep. It's not it's not so bad when you know that half of their I shouldn't say half when you know that at least four hits per turn are not going to be rolled on them. It's a lot scarier and that goes into your now more expensive unit. I think that's the the killer. And the fact that they went up and Boba went up means that it took away every aspect of what made that list a twelve out of ten. And I think it's still very strong, but it's definitely not twelve out of ten anymore. Yeah. Yep. Do we feel like additional changes need to come to Blizzard? I I don't know. I think that both I'm players. A little bi- I, go, go ahead, ahead Mike. No, you go. You go I'm first. a little biased because I play a lot of CIS, um, and traditionally I'm very weak into it. I'm not necessarily sure if changes need to come to Blizzard, um, but I do think bikes in general should go up a little bit. Yeah, they're I very, think 
They're very strong in Tempest. They're very strong in Blizzard. I'm sure they'll be very strong in the next Battle Force that comes for Empire. Um, (laughs) And I, and I, I mean, I say that just this is AMG's track record of strong. So uh, I I think it's probably time to just take a look and see maybe they just go up three points. Like the stat change from two years ago when they went up three points actually had a little bit of impact when combined with the other things. I think just a bike going up three points now adds 12 points to Blizzard, adds 12 points or nine points to Tempest. Just a a very, very small adjustment. Yep. Nothing major. And I do think that Anakin was everywhere. Uh, at Nova, and I think he's going to be everywhere for a while. Um, I think that's okay, though. I think him going up five five points is probably okay too. Yeah, uh, he's I'd a little too cheap. What he brings, I would rather see the other things around him go down. To be honest, like I you would rather up? see like what was that? Do you mean up? No, I mean like the other characters that you could take instead that you're not because it's Anakin. Like I'd rather see them come down because like Gar's gotten hit by point changes so many times and it took them a long time to like climb out into relevance, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Like they were – there's always been lists where like – or players that can bring like – that could bring a Gar list and still do really well when they were struggling. But now it's like we are seeing that like, you know, like they are actually very, very good. Uh, now and uh, it's reflected by the data we see in the tournaments Um, but I'd rather not see I don't want to see them nerfed again I'd rather see like bring Obi-Wan down to a similar cost as Anakin so that there's actually a choice you can make and maybe people will maybe people will find something that works I don't know Um, so I think that's super valid Um, my only potential disagreement is that Anakin is uniquely strong against everything that is good in Legion Yep. Um, so they're probably they should take a look at that. Does that mean he yeah. goes up? Maybe not. Does that mean that something gets changed on what else is good? Maybe. But if he is going to be consistently good against every archetype to come out, that's a problem. Just sure. from game design, not not a huge problem, but it's it's an issue to look at. It's kind of for me. It's kind of like Vader. I kind of always want to see Anakin and Jader on the boards. Just right. like I kind of want to see Luke Skywalker on the board. Uh-huh. And so yep. whatever you do needs to take that into consideration uh, to make sure that they have a place in the meta. It doesn't get destroyed by whatever changes you make. But maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't be seeing eight out of ten lists be Anakin lists in Gar. I think if you add a third core option to Gar, you can get some other combinations so that it doesn't have to be eight versions of Anakin. Yep. Better opinion, Mike. I like it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our show. We've been here a while. I figured we would be. So, uh, Mike, Rich, thank you for joining me. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, Nick. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure to be on. Yeah. Um, And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. We'll probably have a lot of uh, post-mini-stravaganza stuff to talk about. Um, I think Keegan's going to drop some music in at some point here, but, uh, see y'all later.